It's the Go Gopher Podcast with Mike Grimm, episode number 21. I am Mike Grimm, voice of the Golden Gophers, and welcome back to the podcast. We're going to talk Golden Gopher baseball on today's Go Gopher Podcast, and I think you'll find our interview guest quite compelling. Brady Council just finished his freshman season with the Golden Gophers and played well. He played in 36 games. He had 20 hits, including a home run. And he's the son of former major leaguer Craig Council, a two-time World Series hero, and the current manager of the Milwaukee Brewers. We'll talk to him about his gopher season and about growing up in a baseball household. Before we get to that, however, I'd like to offer up a chance for you to be part of a new feature on our Go Gopher podcast. We'll run it periodically. We'll call it simply the mailbag segment, where you can tweet to me any question you want, whether it's about the Gophers, about broadcasting, about Minnesota, anything we've done on the Go Gopher podcast, or anything else. And then every few weeks, we'll collect a bunch of these questions and answer them the best we can here on the Go Gopher podcast. So if you want to be a part of that first group of questions, in the coming weeks, start sending me these questions. Do so by tweeting at me. My handle is MikeGrim3. You can also follow me there. You can also hashtag the question Go Gopher Podcast. Hashtag Go Gopher Podcast. Again, either MikeGrim3 or hashtag Go Gopher Podcast. We'll answer questions every few weeks throughout the summer months on the Go Gopher Podcast. And again, it's Mike Grimm 3 and or hashtag Go Gopher Podcast. Our Go Gopher Podcast is presented by alumni-owned Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're a business founder planning to exit your business, start by contacting Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. Sunbelt serves more businesses up to $5 million in in revenue than anyone. And True North M&A serves companies with revenues up to $150 million. You can get a confidential, no-cost, no-obligation business valuation started today by going to sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com today. Make the most of your life's work. I'm proud they're associated with our Go Gopher podcast. Our podcast is also sponsored by State Farm Agent Tony Hoagland at champlininsurance.com. Tony loves Golden Gopher baseball. We invite you to subscribe to the podcast as well. It's free to click the subscribe button. You can listen at any time. You can also go back and listen to previous podcasts. That includes last week's show. We showcase Gopher softball with head coach Piper Ritter and former player and analyst Erica Smith. I'd also invite you to offer feedback on our podcast and share or retweet links to the Go Gopher podcast so others can find out about it and listen for free as well. When we come back, we'll talk Golden Gopher baseball with freshman infield Brady Council. But first, a word from Tony. Hey, Gopher fans, this is your State Farm agent, Tony Hoagland. We are super excited to be part of the new Mike Grimm Show on Talk North. For the year of 2022, we will be donating $10 to the University of Minnesota Children's Masonics Hospital for everyone that calls our office or checks in with us online and mentions that they heard about us on Talk North and the Mike Grimm Show. We are really excited again that Mike came on board with Talk North. You can reach us at 763-421-4900. You can find us on the web at champlininsurance.com. Again, 763-421-4900 or find us on the web at champlininsurance.com. Roll the boat, Sky Uma, go Gophers. 
It is episode number 21 of the Go Gopher podcast. We're going to talk some Golden Gopher baseball, and it's our pleasure to welcome to the show here Brady Council, a Golden Gopher baseball player who just finished his freshman season with Minnesota. He is from the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area, and if his last name sounds familiar, yes, that council is that council. He is the son of Craig Council, the former big leaguer who is the manager of the Milwaukee Brewers. And Brady, good to see you. Yes, thank you for having me on. Well, let's uh, before we get into some of the uh, stories about uh, growing up as a big leaguer's kid, uh, which I'm sure you've got a few good ones, and I'm interested to know how that has shaped you as a ball player. Let's talk about the Gopher season just completed. Uh, as a freshman, you came in from that Milwaukee area. You started more games than any freshman on the team from a positional standpoint. Uh, what was that first year like for you? Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of ups and downs. Uh, it was a great learning process. Uh, I think I learned a lot this year. I'm just kind of some of the older guys like Easton and Chase. Helping me out through the season uh, was a big deal, and I think uh, I came a long way this year. I'm excited for the next couple seasons. What was the transition like from high school uh, into Big Ten conference play? Uh, just you know, going from from what you see every night, maybe as a high school player, to what you see every weekend as a as a, a power five conference player. Yeah, I think um, everyone's just bigger, faster, stronger. Um, they throw a ball a lot harder. They can hit their spots and locate multiple pitches. So um, it was a uh, kind of something I had to get used to and adjust to. I think uh, as the season went along, um, I kind of started to pick up with the competition. As the season went on as well, was there anything that maybe surprised you that it came easier than you thought? And was there anything that surprised you that, man, this is a little trickier maybe than I thought in terms of what you, maybe your expectation level was coming in? Yeah, I think the biggest difference from college to high school is that they get scouting reports on you. So, you know, the first couple of weeks, um, keep getting fastballs to hit, and then slowly they figure out, at least for me at least, another to keep throwing the slider. So just kind of having to adjust to that um, is kind of one of the next steps that happens in college baseball. Yeah, slider is a tough pitch, right? To stay on it and yeah. identify it, and 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 know uh, once you once you figure that out, it's it's definitely a, a step forward. There, there's no doubt about that. Um, and, and from a team standpoint, um, obviously, I, I think everyone would would agree that you know the team record isn't maybe where certainly where it, it you know has been over the course of all these great years that John Anderson was the coach. Um, what are some areas that you felt like you know because it was close, right? You guys had so many leads, and then uh, yeah. you know a, a couple of games you. You kick away here or whatever. Um, how close do you think this team is, you know, to being back to where you want it to be? And how hard was that at times to go through some of the struggles from a team perspective this past season? Oh, uh, yeah, it was pretty tough. I think coming into the year, we thought we were going to have a pretty successful year. Uh, I think kind of throughout the year, we just didn't, didn't play complete games. You know, one, one game we hit and then our pitching wasn't good. And the next day we hit bad and our pitching was good. So, I think we had all the aspects there. We just never really put together uh, consistently good baseball throughout the whole year. What, uh, for, from that standpoint, what do you think now as you guys and, and the, you know, the returners and uh, you've gotten a good feel now <clears throat> as a baseball guy as to, to maybe where this team is and how close it might be uh, heading into the offseason? Uh, what are some things that you and your teammates will, will be uh, paying attention to, to to get better as as we approach the fall when you have the fall season and then obviously the real season next spring? Yeah, I think um, everyone just kind of has to focus on themselves and keep getting better. Um, I think there's a long way for a lot of guys to go. I think just trying to get better every day, and then once you get back in the fall, start putting it back together and putting the pieces together and try to create a good winning season next year. 
Was there um, some learning aspect too as a freshman? The grind of of having college classes and then all the travel. You know, in the in the non conference, you're jumping on airplanes and going to Texas and Florida, and uh, you know, trying to stay up with homework and playing baseball. And then um, you know, obviously, you had the home games at the Viking Stadium early. And uh, how much of an adjustment was that part of it? Yeah, that was probably one of the biggest adjustments. Just kind of learning your time management skills. Um, it's a little easier in the off season, but once you get baseball going, you're there for seven hours a day when you have games. So just kind of starting to try to get a get ahead on projects and homework was a big thing that I had to learn. And uh, our academic advisor, Cal Nelson, kind of helps you out with that, and so he's a big help, and that makes things a lot easier for sure. What is your uh, study uh, schedule? What is your major, and what are you hoping to do uh, way down the road with 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 your education? Yeah, um, I'm going to be majoring in finance. Um, I got into the business school after the first semester, which is really nice. So. Um, I'm probably going to go into finance. I'm not really sure what I want to do yet in that category, but um, that's going to be my major for sure. So excited to get dive into that kind of the next couple of years. Yeah, there's some. I know this for a fact because one of them is is my guy. There's former Gophers who uh, who who do a lot of finances and and, yeah. uh, and and manage money and those kind of things. So you've got uh, already probably some connections in that world. As as you'll find out, the the uh, the Gopher network is is all across the country and certainly can help out uh, from that standpoint. Um, take me through uh, your reasons for coming to Minnesota uh, as as you, you went through that recruiting process as as a great high school player out of the state of Wisconsin. Yeah, um, for me, the coaches were a big deal. Um, Pat Casey uh, recruited me for the most part, and I really liked the way he went about things. Um, really passionate about the game, and then um, obviously there's a great winning legacy here. Um, obviously, it didn't happen this year, but um, that was kind of one of the big reasons trying to win games, win Big Ten championships, and uh, yeah, obviously just kind of continuing on the legacy that people have built here. Your dad obviously is a baseball guy. He was in the big leagues for 16 seasons. He now runs a big league team. How much input did he have in terms of your recruiting process and kind of helping you out, maybe offering advice, or did he leave the decision mostly to you? No, he left it up to me. Um, he probably gave me a couple of good pointers just kind of about what he saw throughout the process. But for the most part, it was my own decision. I'm kind of making a decision I felt was best for me, and obviously they supported me no matter what decision I made, but um, they're just kind of there for support. And if I had any questions, they were there to answer me. What are your, <clears throat> excuse me, what are your plans for the summer now? Are you uh, going to be in a wood bat league or a college league? Yeah, I'm going to be playing in the Northwoods league. Um, I'm playing Kenosha with the Kingfish. So me and Randon Dahman, who's a pitcher here, are living together and playing together this summer, which will be a lot of fun. So first games on Monday so looking forward to that for sure yeah so that's coming up for sure and um yeah I remember I interviewed him he's got uh, what, what is his foundation where he, where he uh, gets uh, youth uh, he, he finds kids who need baseball equipment right or sports equipment yeah, yeah it's called next of can um charities he's a really great kid and he's helped a lot of people out so I think hopefully I'll be able to help him out with some stuff this summer mentioned the season starts Monday, so it's coming up. Probably cool, too, that it's in your home state. Did you pick Kenosha yep. for, for those kind of reasons, to, to be around home? Yeah, I was in Wilmer last year, which is a little farther away, and this year I was lucky enough to get into Kenosha, so it's kind of nice. I'll be able to come home a little bit more, which obviously is, makes things a lot easier, especially during the grind of the Northwoods. Yeah, the Wilmer Stingers. Uh, I've, I've actually been to a game there. That's that's a that's a fun yeah. uh, fun place for sure. Beautiful area with the lakes over there and, and all of that. Um, how good is that league? That's a pretty darn good league. A lot of big leaguers uh, have come through that league, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's really competitive. Um, I played in it last year. I think that was kind of a big part of the success they had this year was playing that last year, and it's obviously really competitive. So um, it's a lot of games and get a lot better during the summer season playing in the Northwoods. So it's a great experience. 
Um, last thing for you from from that standpoint. So you get a lot of at bats. Where where to then does it come in from? Uh, you know, you gotta you gotta rest the body at some point. You know, you're coming yeah. off of a, of a long season here in college baseball, where you probably played more games maybe than you have in your life, and rolling right in now Monday with the with the the Northwoods League. Um, you know, b- between arm and and body and and mind probably as much as anything. When do you when do you get to uh, you know take take a collective breath and and recharge so to speak. Yeah, um, this week's definitely kind of a lighter week. Um, not really much baseball going on, kind of just a mental break from everything. So that's obviously nice. And then um, just kind of throughout, it's kind of tough because you got 70 games. But probably the last couple of weeks of August, you take kind of a good chunk of time off before we get back into fall ball just to kind of reset everything. So it's obviously a lot of baseball, but it's a lot of fun. So what did you learn last year about time on the bus how do you spend time on the bus because uh, there's some trips that uh, that take some time uh, in that league right yeah it's tough hopefully you get your own row so you can sleep a lot um <laughs> that's what i try to do at least um maybe find a good movie or you got a good book read it but those are long bus rides so just trying to i usually try to sleep um it's my go-to thing but it's obviously tough when you're sitting next to someone yeah, and I'm not a great Wisconsin geography mind. How close is Kenosha to where you grew up, and will you be with a host family, or are you going to be able to stay at home? Home. Yeah, I'll, I'll be with the host family. Um, Kenosha is about an hour south of where I'm at, so not too far, but long enough for me to stay with the host family and just kind of makes things a little easier. Yeah, close enough that you can have family and friends come and watch, right? Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, great. Well, let, let's talk a little bit about what it was like for you uh, growing up uh, as as a uh, you know major leaguer son. Um, Craig Council, sixteen seasons, two time World Series winner. Now, uh, much of that came before you were born, right? I mean, much of his success. Obviously, he had the game winning hit, uh, you know, yeah. with uh, with Florida, and was part of that great O one Diamondbacks team that uh, that pulled the big upset on the Yankees. Uh, I remember those. You you uh, you probably just get to read about it. Maybe I'm sure your dad's played highlights or has suggested you watch a, a video of that uh, what, what was it uh, when did you first figure out I guess I'll ask it this way when did you first figure out that uh, you were part of a family that uh, that was uh, you know a pretty big time baseball family yeah I'd say probably when probably like getting like first or second grade um, our parents would pull us out of school to go to Arizona during the winter so that's kind of when you started to realize it's a big deal um, <laughs> we're moving to Arizona for four months a year to let your dad play baseball. So that's probably kind of when I started to realize it. And then obviously as time goes on, it's continued to build his legacy. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to do the math in my head. So when did you, um, you know, when did you figure out, did you, were you able to watch him play or were you too young to remember any of that? Um, I, he, I think he played till I was about eight years old. Um, I think he retired in 2012. So I was probably eight or nine. I, so I remember like kind of the last, like, two years of his career but um before that's kind of blank yeah. but i mean i think i the biggest thing i remember is the playoff game in st louis um that was kind of i think that was his last season so that's kind of the last memory i had of him playing yeah and and uh that was certainly uh you know st louis and and milwaukee had had a great rivalry still do for that matter i yeah. actually worked in radio in st louis i was the cardinals pregame and postgame host from 2001 yeah. to 2006 so um i got to see your dad come into town uh when when he was with i, I got to remember now if he was with the well both milwaukee the first time i got to think yeah. and then and then uh, arizona um 
and probably Florida too. Now that I think about it, but it was uh, it was fun to watch, and and you could even tell then that that, that he probably had a future as a as a, a guy who could manage a team and coach a team and, and do some of those things. Um, but uh, so you watched him play in St. Louis uh, in that in that series, and then um, he he works his way into a coaching position, and that's probably mostly what you remember, right? Just watching him manage the Brewers here, and 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 in 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 your guys' hometown. I mean, it's his hometown too, right? Which is cool. Yeah. He's he's you know. He, he kind of grew up in the same high school you guys all went to. Yeah, for sure. Um, he actually took the – he got the job on my birthday. Uh, I think it was like May 30 he took the job. So that's kind of the memory I have of him getting the job. And then um, he's had a great amount of success with 2018. They went to the championship round. So that's kind of – those are all those cool moments to remember. For sure. What um, as you're growing up with that too, uh, you go as you mentioned. Uh, you know, you pack up your bags, you go to Arizona. You're starting to watch, you know, spring training, and then watch your dad play. Would he take you to the ballpark? I I can remember in St. Louis when 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 I was covering the team, and I'll, I'll use this as an example, and then ask if you had a similar experience. Cal Eldred, who's now the pitching coach for the Royals and a former Brewer for that matter, he um he was playing for the Cardinals during that stretch, and he would bring his kids way early, way before anybody else. And they'd go out to center field, and he'd throw a batting practice to them. And they were young, like nine—I want to say nine, ten, eleven years old—and you could tell they were good. And I know at least one of them went on to pitch for Iowa, where Cal pitched, and I think got drafted. And I don't—I don't know where they are now. I've kind of lost track. But uh, did you have a similar experience with your dad bringing you to the ballpark and throw you BP, whether it's out on the field or underneath in the cages and those kind of things? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. When we were younger, um, after games, we always would go and try to hit on the field. Usually, we just hit near the wall, so we get a lot of home runs. Um, that was the way he used to do. And I think as I got older, I started to be able to go like kind of when he went and in between BP and the game, he let me hit in the cages or hit me ground balls if I was lucky enough. So I always was there. Um, it was a lot of fun learning from the, especially see how those guys work every day. So that was probably a big, big thing of why I'm where I am today. And then I'm guessing as a manager's son that the players on the team uh, treated you well because, you know, they wanted to be, you know, they wanted to be on the good side of the guy making playing yeah. time decisions, right? So uh, can you take us through some of the players that maybe, you know, helped you along the way or were nice to you or, you know, maybe gave you, you know, a glove or something over the years? Did you, were there some cool guys that, uh, that treated you well? Yeah, uh, Martin Maldonado, he's a catcher with the Astros now. Uh, I have one of his gloves in my in my locker, I think Gene Segura too. He was a brewer. Uh, he's with the Phillies now. Um, both those guys, I both have their gloves in my locker. So uh, those guys are always great. And then one of their, uh, they had a coach, Carlos Subero. His son was my age, and we'd always work out together. And throw, to, he'd throw to us and hit us ground balls, which was always a lot of fun. Did you, uh, did you have your own little locker where you had your own gear? You could go dress and and get ready, or did you have to come to the ballpark uh, dressed and ready? No, I didn't. Uh, my dad has his own locker in his office, so I just changed with him in there. Um, yeah. He'd never let me do that. Um, that's not his thing at all. So, um, yeah, I just I had clothes, a pile of clothes in the back of his locker that I'd get to use. So that was kind of where I was with that. What was it like to where, um, you know, being around baseball where, you know, it's really in, in essence your your family's livelihood and, and your dad's making decisions that impact winning every night. And I'm sure there are nights where he comes home and maybe it's a tougher loss than normal. And, and you know, because you're obviously over the course of 162, as they say, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. But there are certain nights, I suppose, that might eat at a manager more or on the flip side, just an exhilarating win. Uh, what, what do you remember about how your dad and Still to this day, you know how he handles winning and losing, and um, you know, and how how maybe you try to separate it uh, when you leave the ballpark, and and maybe not bring it to the house. 
Yeah, for sure. I think kind of goes the same for like how he is now. Uh, it's just trying to kind of when you lose, you just kind of let it go. Um, not really talk about it. He does the same thing with me. If we lose, he's not going to reach out or anything. But when he when we win, you know, it's just we're going to talk about it. Um, he's obviously in a better mood when they win. Um, it's kind of how it works. But yeah, I think he's 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 been in the league so long. He's pretty even field now. I'm um, just kind of trying to leave it at the field. It's what he's always tried to do. What do you admire the most uh, when you watch him go about his his business as a manager? Not, I'm not you know taking aside from the the fatherly part for you, but just watching him as he manages a ball club. Yeah, I think um, he's really unique in how he does stuff. He kind of just believes in himself and trusts his instincts. Um, a lot of people make decisions kind of based. I think he makes decisions based off his gut. Um, kind of doesn't let others influence his decisions, which I think's pretty cool. Yeah, and um, and certainly in the last, I'm going to say, five to ten years, the analytics part of it has changed in terms of shifts and where you play. And, you know, now we're seeing you don't want a pitcher to, you know, uh, face a batter three times, so starters are only yeah. going four or five innings. How, how does he, you mentioned he manages with the gut, which I'm guessing oftentimes may be in conflict with the analytics. So how how do you think he goes about and manages that? Obviously, he's got a really good team, so he, he must have figured out a nice formula there. But uh, I, I suppose that managers... Uh, you know, have to figure out that fine line from gut to uh, to analytics, right? Yeah, I think for him, it's just using a combination of both. Um, kind of using the analytics to kind of like help, like influence it or help like further his decision, and give him more confidence uh, that what he's doing is going to turn out right. Uh, when you were young, now I want to ask you about the fatherly side of it in terms of uh, baseball, a baseball dad. What, uh, you know, how much was he able to work with you? Obviously, the travel schedule can get tough. Um, you know, does he get to watch a lot of your high school games? I suppose he missed some over the years as well. What, uh, what was that experience like? Yeah, um, I think probably during the high school season, he maybe gets to three, four games. Um, there's times when he has an off day, so he'll be able to come. And then sometimes like there's a Thursday gay game and we're playing at night. He'll be able to show up. He doesn't come to a lot of our games, but over the years we've tried to get games on video so we can kind of like live stream the games so we can watch them. Um, even when he's either at the field or in another state. So that's kind of how I've done it. And then I think growing up, um, it's a lot easier when we're in like October to December. Um, he's obviously my biggest coach in that season cause he's home a lot. So we always work together then, but kind of once a season he's pretty busy so it's comes a couple games but for the most part he's uh not there do you have a cage at your house where you guys can uh, get in and, and and work yeah we have a cage outside um it's obviously when it's in wisconsin you can't really do much in the right. winter but during the summer we always use it so that's kind of, that's been great how how much um, obviously he had that unique batting stance, uh, you know, the, uh, with the hands right, high hands, and uh, do, do, how much do you uh, have you tried to copy that at all, or do you have your own unique way in terms of how he taught you to uh, to, to to take it in at bat? Yeah, I've tried it. Um, I don't think he wants me doing that. Uh, <laughs> doesn't look pretty good, and it only, it only worked for him. So um, he's kind of just let me do my own thing um he obviously helps me a lot but i don't think he wants me copying his batting stance now, you have a younger brother who's a pretty good player too right yeah i do um he's going to michigan uh he's a junior so uh we've worked together all the time and it's good to push each other and um yeah it's just it's a lot of fun so you'll be able to uh see him in the big 10 here in a couple years yeah then. yeah 
great. For sure. Michigan's certainly a good program as well. And you mentioned your dad would maybe watch some high school games on video when he gets a chance. I suppose uh, your freshman year here, he was able to uh, probably get to watch a few more with the with the BTN feeds and the internet feeds. And, um, you know, whether it was – I'm picturing in my mind he was probably sitting in his manager's office maybe for a, a day yeah. game and he's got the computer dialed up or the TV on, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I know at first thing came in when I saw the I saw the login on the computer. So I know they're they're watching all the games when they can. Um, it's pretty easy for him, especially when we have Saturday gay games and they're at night. So I know he he watched a good amount of our games this year. Uh, thanks to BTN and all that stuff. What um, and then how much do you try to help your brother, your younger brother as well, and just uh, you know passing on info and and being that that role model as well. Yeah, during the off season, um, we work together, uh, kind of bounce ideas off each other a lot. I I saw him play for the first time yesterday, um, so that was great. But for the most part, we kind of just let each other do our own thing. Um, we'll talk a lot. If he's struggling or I'm struggling, we'll probably talk a little bit. But when he's when we're both doing it, we kind of just let it be and just kind of pat each other on the back. Now you have two younger sisters as well. Are they uh, are they into athletics as well? Um, my younger sister runs track and then my youngest sister is really competitive. Uh, she's a really good basketball player. She's still in seventh grade. So she's still pretty young, but, um, she loves to play basketball and she's really good at, so hopefully there's a future there for her. Yeah. No softball though. No, no softball. Um, pretty interesting actually. Um, they've never even touched a softball, so I'm not sure what that's <laughs> about, but I guess it's, Guess just how it is. Yeah, they're out of the family business, apparently, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah that's, pretty, that's pretty good. Um, as you um, now watch, um, you know, you're, you're into soon your summer league. How closely do you then, on the flip side, while your dad is trying to log on games, and maybe while you're here in Minnesota, it was a little trickier uh, to, to watch the Brewers play. Obviously, that's I'm guessing the team you're rooting for. Yep, for sure. During the week, it's a lot easier when we're just practicing, um, and then on bus rides, obviously, that's another thing I do. Uh, turn our Brewers game. Um, I follow them pretty closely. Um, obviously, it's a big deal in our family whether they're winning or losing. So, I keep pretty close attention for sure. What uh, What was as a growing up as a Brewers fan? What What's uh, What's the highlight of uh, of your time with watching your dad manage? And then, uh, I'm guessing as a young guy, if there's disappointment, whether it's a playoff loss or what have you, that uh, when you're young, it really hits you, right? Yeah, uh, I think the biggest thing I remember is I think it was 2012. Uh, Niger Morgan hit a walk-off single against the Diamondbacks. Um, that was one of the biggest memories I had. And then 2018, when they beat the, I think they took game five, game six from the Dodgers at home. Um, they obviously lost that series, which sucked. But that was one of the probably the two biggest memories I have from watching him play and manage. Were your favorite players growing up all Brewers or when other guys would come through, uh, you know, Miller Park, I guess. I, I don't remember what it's called now, American Family Park maybe, I guess. what? Yeah. Uh, uh, did, or did you also kind of, uh, you know, uh, take in other guys too as, uh, as, as, as guys to root for? Uh, I'd say probably favorite players are always Brewers players. Uh, I feel like it's how it is, especially when you've met them or seen them in person. Um, I think it kind of makes you want to like them more and root for them even more. You um, uh, do you have one favorite player like when you were growing up that you had as posters or or, or what have you? Um, Carlos Gomez and Prince Fielder were probably my favorite players growing up. Um, they're both great people and obviously really good players. Exciting! Like Gomez was a twin for yeah. a while, so certainly people Gopher fans listening here will remember Gomez. I think that was a guy that the Twins got from 
initially the Mets and the Johan Santana trade, and then he comes to uh, the twin the, to the Twin Cities to play for Minnesota. And um, it, I remember early in his Metrodome career, man, he was you know with that turf, he would pound it into the ground and he could run, yeah. steal bases. And then um, I forget how he ended up with the Brewers. Was that the Garza deal? Maybe I'm, I'm trying to remember now, but um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't remember. Either. Anyway, I, yeah. yeah, exciting guy, offense, defense, five tool yeah. guy. Um, and, and a little crazy sometimes, wasn't he? It was uh, kind of cool to watch. Yeah, he was a uh, high energy guy for sure. So that was always fun to watch and, uh, fun to see on the field. So as you and I are uh, recording this podcast, uh, people will be listening just to the audio, but I can see in the background, are you in your room now? Yeah, I am. I got a couple jerseys up here. Uh, yeah. Randy Johnson, um, he played with my dad for a while and then I got Prince Fielder over there. So wow. pretty cool. Yeah, so you got it. Looks like an autograph, Randy Johnson, there over your right shoulders. I look at it. Yep. And and um and so does he come around to the ballpark at all? That was certainly a teammate of your dad's for that great Diamondbacks team. Yeah, um, I think I've met him once or twice. Um, he played with my dad before I was even born, so right. they were good friends. But um, yeah, he played with my dad before I was even born. But he was him and my dad are good friends, so got a jersey which is really cool and then prince fielder of course uh, the the monster home run hitter yeah um and so you have his jersey and then there's one right behind you what 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 is yeah um i'm pretty sure it's kurt Schilling. yeah um big red Sox pitcher um i'm not sure how him and my dad are good friends but they both played i think they played against each other for a while so yeah well he played for arizona he was on that title yeah. team uh, oh that's right, that's uh, right. i, re- I yeah. remember in st louis not to bring up that memory if you're a Cardinals fan that happens to be uh, stumbling upon this podcast, but he he pitched like a three-hit shutout against the Cardinals one one game, and I remember going into the clubhouse to, to interview him for that. And uh, uh, Man, that guy, could, that guy could throw. And then he had the, the bloody yep. sock game. Remember the uh, – yeah. uh, I think he was with the Red Sox at that time. So, yeah, they were teammates back then. That was a, such a good team. Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling, your dad, uh, Luis Gonzalez. I'm trying to think of some of the other guys on that team. Um, but uh, pr- pretty darn good uh, ball club, that's for sure. So it's kind of cool. You, and then I see you got some trophies. I assume some of that is from youth baseball way up at the top yeah. back there. Yeah, yeah. just kind of just my local travel team just winning tournaments. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of a good memory in my room. Yeah, uh, that, that's awesome. So uh, as you were growing up, um, how how you know, and you're a member of uh, the famous Father Club is what. Uh, so the Gopher, the old Gopher basketball coach Richard Patino used to call it that. Of course, he's Rick Patino's son, and um, and he was always great with us. And uh, he said, yeah, he's a member of the famous Father Club. So what was that like for you, just in general? Um, and then because there is a different kind of skill to 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 managing it, because I'm I'm sure there are people who want to you know, uh, try to get under your skin about it. Others who want to take advantage of it, others who are just genuine about it. So how did, how, how does that work even to, to this day in terms of, you know, being a member of that club of the famous father club? Yeah, I think, um, it's just every time on you step in the field, there's a kind of a way to play the game. You have to play it hard. Um, that's kind of what people expect from you and people are going to get on you and kind of get under your skin if you don't. So I think there's kind of a name you have to carry around and with that comes a good responsibility. So just trying to play the game hard, and I think uh, I've gotten used to it over the years. Uh, people just, you know, heckling or whatever. That's uh, kind of something you get used to. But for sure, there's a good, great responsibility that comes with the name, and it's just kind of, kind of prove the name and show the great legacy that he created. Yeah, and on the on the same page to that, you're, when your dad's at a game, 
I'm guessing there are probably fans or uh, you know even teammates, parents who will look to him to say, well, what do you think? What do you think? And how does he handle you know trying to? I, I suppose my hunch is that he wanted to stay out of it, right? He 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 probably didn't want to stick his nose too much into what the whatever your coach over the years was doing. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe he 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 did want to get involved. No, you're right. He usually likes to stand on the lines where there's no one over there. He should sit by himself and watch the game with my mom or maybe my grandpa. So. He usually doesn't interact with too many people when he's watching my games. He kind of just sits alone, just observes. But um, yeah, he's never involved in that stuff. Um, that's kind of not. That's not who he is. So that's kind of he how he goes about it. Um, were you on a travel team uh, as a youngster? Club sports have gotten so big now. Um, I'm, I have a hunch that uh, as you know, as you were coming up through, you were on not just your high school team, but you know, summertime club teams as well. Yeah, I played for hitters um, out of kind of southern Wisconsin, uh, RJ Ferguson. Tim Schultz is a great club, a lot of big leaguers. Uh, Gavin Lux, um, Owen Miller, both guys who are up in the big leagues now. Um, it's a great program, and that's who I play with my sophomore through senior year, essentially. So your dad uh, played uh, the, at the same high school you got, you guys played in in Milwaukee, yep. right? Whitefish Bay. Um, yep. And then he was off to Notre Dame, and I want to say, did your grandpa play at Notre Dame too? My grandpa did play at Notre Dame. Yeah, yes, yeah. That, that, so that's pretty cool. Uh, as you guys all came through, so you've got all Wisconsin roots. Um, do you walk through the high school? Did your dad have any, uh, you know, uh, like plaques or all state trophies or anything that that uh, are at a trophy case or anything? Yeah, he had a plaque um, near the field house. Um, it's kind of it's like a it's like a Whitefish Bay Hall of Fame athletes. So he's on there. Um, I think there's a there might be one more picture of him in the field house, and there's a name his name on the baseball field. Um, that's kind of about it. So you you know when your last name's on the baseball field, as you said, there's I suppose yeah. some pressure that comes with it. Uh, as as you know, that's now the name on the back of your jersey as well when you mm-hmm. take the field. But there comes that, like you say, you want to play the game right. You know you're representing, and there's probably an extra set of eyes or two on you, right? Just to just yeah. because that that's the that that comes with the territory. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's kind of you kind of get used to it over the years. Um, everyone's going to look to you, especially when things are going wrong. How you kind of how you respond and how you act. So it's kind of something I've learned to deal with over the years. With um, as as the summer gets rolling now, um, you know you're going to be on these buses. You're going to be hopefully you know following the Brewers uh, as they are in first place and continuing this charge. Uh, do you think there'll be a chance if they get into postseason that you'll be able to work the the fall calendar out right to to go see a game or two in person? Yeah, hopefully. I was going to last year, but they ended up losing pretty quickly. So I think. If they get if they get to the NL Central like the championship series, I'll I'll be gonna try to go back. Um, I was set up to do it last year, and then they obviously lost. But um, it's, I, I can, especially if it's a Monday or Tuesday game. Um, they let me miss the lift to go watch the game, so it's obviously great that they let me do that. Uh, last few for you here. Uh, Brady Council is with us, and we'll, let, let's uh, get back to kind of Gopher baseball. You mentioned that everybody on the team now and just has to take their own uh, time here in the summer and the uh, the spring into the summer to to just get better for next year. Uh, through that first uh, year as a Big Ten player, who were some of the guys on the team that you you know maybe grew close to that uh, that, that have uh, bright futures with this uh, with this maroon and gold uh, program? Um, yeah, I think. Like looking at older guys, Aiden Maldonado had a great year, really good competitor, um, great person, and kind of goes about his process every day. And he's obviously going to be really successful in the future. I don't know if he'll be on the team next year. I think he might get drafted. But um, other guys, I think Noah Rooney pitched really good this year. Um, he pitched really well and got a lot better. So 
those two guys looking forward to seeing next year. And Brett Bateman obviously had a great year. Him and Boston were probably our, two of our best players this year. So those guys stepped it up this year, and then I think they're going to be great players in the next couple of years. You hit your first homer uh, at Rutgers. What was that experience like to uh, to put a, a number under the home run column as a college baseball player? Yeah, it was a great feeling. Um, I think we were down pretty big, but made made it feel a little better for sure. That was probably one of my best at-bats of the year. Actually, I think it was 10 or 11 pitches, but to end it that way was obviously awesome. What was a game, I'm trying to remember who the opponent was, just a freak kind of an ending where you scored the winning run on, was it a pass ball? Um, yeah, that was uh, I was against Maryland, and they were ranked, yeah, right? Was, yeah, they were. Yeah, they. I think they were twenty five at this time. Um, that was a big win for us, uh, beating that team. I think they took the first two from us, so taking the Sunday game was a big deal. And so you're just on third base, and and uh, their pitcher throws one in the dirt, and you you uh, you got home. Was that was that the basic? Yeah, I think he. Uh, I missed the. It was. A, I think it was changeup outside, and the catcher missed it, and lucky enough to score. And I think. Tom Scoro shut us shut it down in the last in the ninth, so that was a great win for sure. Yeah, and that that Maryland team, I think, now ranked what top ten or top fifteen? Anyway. Yeah, they're, top uh, ten. They're, they're going to host, I think, in this opening round of the uh, NCAA tournament. Did you have a favorite uh, stadium in the Big Ten, or maybe not even in the Big Ten? Maybe it was a non conference game that uh, that you guys went to, or a favorite destination uh, after year one. Yeah, I liked Indiana a lot. Um, they got an awesome stadium, awesome setup. Uh, I think that was. Probably my favorite place we played at this year. I saw they had a weird game where they were ahead of what's it last week? They were ahead of Iowa like thirteen yeah. to two or something. Ended up giving up thirty runs. That that yeah. uh, that, I, I, that game must have taken six hours or something. But that was a that was a crazy game. That it's interesting you say that. Not that anyone cares, but that's my favorite trip. Uh, when I so I travel with the football and the basketball team. I also like Indiana, particularly for basketball. Yeah. It's a great campus, cool facility, a, a cool kind of a. It's not a small town, but it, it's it's smaller, you know, and it it, it has a campus vibe. I, I agree. I like that trip. So, um, so that was a, that was a fun trip for you. Well, hey, it's um, we want to wish you good luck for the uh, Northwoods League as it comes up here starting next week. Kenosha is the team to keep an eye on if uh, if people want to follow you. And um, I, you know, uh, I suppose the the Brewers come to Minnesota here to take on the Twins in the interleague game, um, but you probably in the heart of the season won't be able to uh, you know to, to to watch that one in person at least. But uh, we'll, we'll wish your uh, other than those you know couple of games. We'll wish your dad and the Brewers good. <laughs> luck right yeah sure thank you all right thanks brady we appreciate it yeah, thanks for having me on there he is gopher baseball player brady council i hope you enjoyed our conversation as he was coming to you from his home near milwaukee the go gopher podcast episode number 21 is presented by sunbelt business advisors and true north mergers and acquisitions if you're buying or selling a business visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com we're also sponsored by state farm agent tony hoagland Brandon Morton is our producer and technical expert. And again, I'd invite you to listen to past podcasts. And please be sure to subscribe to the Go Gopher podcast right now. It's absolutely free to listen at any time. And also share the link on your social media channels. And don't forget to get us your questions for an upcoming mailbag segment. Hit me with your questions on my Twitter account, MikeGrim3, hashtag Go Gopher Podcast. We'll talk again next week.